Welcome to the Diaspora Radicals Podcast. This is not enough. We are African millennials getting together to discuss our lives and experiences as expats living in the UK. What's your name? I am Noma Jean. I used to go by Billie Jean and I'm still not your average. Just your name. I am ranting Ria. Ah. I'm sometimes random and I still have a lot to complain about. I still have a lot to complain about. Welcome to the Diasporadicals podcast. Hey listeners, welcome back. And <laughs> today we're here. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Fine. Uh, Finally, finally, we've got some sunshine in the UK and it has been a beautiful day. I, I went out and got some sun. What about you, Norma Jean? Absolutely. I was like getting my recharge on. I'm mm-hmm. solar powered joy. So, yeah, I'm happy. I like that solar powered joy. Um, speaking of joy, we are delighted to present some two new guests to our show today. Right, we've got Strap. Say hey. Hello, hello everyone. And we've got the lovely Ms. Benedict. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go straight into it. Would you guys mind telling us, you know, a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Let's start with Strap. So my name is Strap. Um, Try to find reason to my name. So this is the reason I came up with sound that rolls African pride, right? S dot dot R a P, uh, an artist throughout, uh, make music, visual, audio, visual, everything. And, and I like to talk. So that's it. Okay. Welcome strap. Welcome to the diaspora radicals. And what about you, Benedict? Um, hi, I'm Benedict. I'm a mother of two. Um, and I'm based in London. I am a Congolese um, by heritage, the big one, Kinshasa. I'm a Pan-Africanist. I run um, a few platforms that amplify our voices as African. One is more journalism and news-based, and the other one is production services, but with with an African vision. Um, Okay. And, yeah, I... I'm delighted to be here and to discuss gender wars with a diaspora, you know, a diaspora black African perspective. So, yeah. Yes. Welcome. And we are so glad to have you guys. I mean, it seems like our podcast is reaching across the pond. Strap, could you give us a 411 where you at? Uh, so I'm in the Midwest here in the United States. Uh, initially, I didn't say where I'm from. I'm from Uganda, by the way. And um, here in the Midwest, I'm in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, in the middle. Hey. If you look in the map, <laughs> the middle right there. Kansas. What do I think about? Wizard is of- that where? Yes, Wizard of Oz. I was about to say, is it, isn't that where Dorothy is from? Yep. Uh, yep. I love oh, no. the Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. 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 Yep, exactly. Kansas has nothing to do with Kentucky, right? No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's all, it's a state like Kentucky. Uh, the capital, Kansas City? Uh, the capital is Topeka. Uh, Kansas City is... Um, Why do I not know this? Kansas City is actually in Missouri, but there's a derivative. Okay, there's two Kansas cities. one in Kansas and there's one in Missouri. So there are two hmm. cities that have the same name. Oh. 
So you see, they're trying to confuse confuse the enemies. Yeah. That's what's happening. There you go. Same yeah. same way you find a Manchester here in the United States. It's just different. Um, and the Birmingham, Birmingham, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, you'll find and that. You. I was also surprised to learn a few years ago that there's actually two cities or towns in the USA, both called Lynchburg. So yeah. I didn't know which one to trust. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, all of all of that is just all of that is reflection of uh, imperialism, right? <laughs> Yeah. The reflection, right? New York is York, but the new one. It's the new one, yeah. <laughs> England, New England. New England. No. But in Birmingham, it's also in Canada, isn't it? So this yeah. for, Yes, there is a Birmingham in Canada. We have, in London, no. in Ontario. In Kansas, we have a derby. <laughs> but that's it. But that's it, it. Here, okay, here in the UK, we call it Derby, darling. Derby. Derby. <laughs> Derby as well when I first got here and they're like, no, it's Derby. I always find it funny here here in the United States where someone tries to correct, correct me how to say American stuff. And I'm realizing the guy who's correcting me, like be it an African-American, be it a a white person or, you know, a Native American, they're correcting me on an imperial language. And I always find it funny. (laughs) If you understood what I said, why would you correct me? American, <laughs> but, but they're always like the same way I, I, I come like, just like, uh, by the way, backstory, I'm Rhea's cousin. Uh, we come from Uganda and it's like, it's very British yeah. like you guys. Right. So when I come here with the R, like I don't pronounce my R's, they get mm-hmm. crazy over here. <laughs> they try to, <laughs> they try to, you know, they don't even call it English. They call it American. You speaking American. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. It's, it's interesting how That's true. imperialized things are. Well, well, at least, do you know what? I actually appreciate them calling it American rather than calling it English because yeah, it seems be quite fit. far removed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so our brother from across the pond, welcome. And Benedict, where you at? London, baby. Yes! <laughs> British. <laughs> As She's cold as it is and as temperamental our weather is, I'm in London. <laughs> and at this moment, I mean, obviously I live in London, but at this moment in time, it's not optional because I would rather be somewhere else right now. Me I've too. Been oh, girl. down for over a year now and I would just take a flight and go anywhere. Me too. <laughs> as long as the temperature is higher than here, I'm good. Yeah, that's it. A whole load of sun, but no heat. A whole load of sun everywhere, but no heat. I I don't mind either. I really don't mind. Yeah. Like, take me anywhere. But you know what? Okay, so we've got a very interesting episode planned for you guys today. And I don't know if if Norma Jean, will you do the honors? Yes, please. Uh, So uh, I've been hanging out on Clubhouse quite a bit. Well, not anymore, but I was earlier. It's a very interesting place. If you haven't heard of it, it's like this audio drop-in listening app. You, there are conversations happening and you just pop into a room and you listen. You can join an audience and stuff like that. And a common theme, especially amongst the diaspora, I'm talking about the African diaspora, so black people all over the world. A common theme is fighting between the genders. Now, we know about diaspora wars. We know about all the other things. That's another popular topic we'll explore in another time. But gender wars have been really strong. 
And it's one of these things where whenever I see like a white person joining a room and then us black people are airing our dirty laundry and I'm like, eh, this white person must be like, what, what, what is coming out here? Maybe not. Mm. They probably have their own dirty laundry in their own white rooms. I have no idea. Yeah. They don't invite in their me. own white rooms. <laughs> <laughs> they don't invite me. But in the black rooms, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of fighting between the genders. Um, and I just thought that is definitely an episode where I'd like to, you know, have, you know, different guests on um, and just explore. Um, and I mean, to get us started, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, I'm going to put Benedict on the spot here. I'm going to ask you a question. Right. And this is a question that comes up on Clubhouse a lot. Mm-hmm. Why don't black men do their part? It's a very big, very vague question, it is, but it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, like as, as in their part in terms of in family-wise or when it's casual dating-wise, like which part are they missing at? All of the above. But let's talk about family. Right. Because I think that's, a, that's one many people can relate to. Um, I personally think with family, it really does depend on their background and also the dynamic of I don't know I mean culture has a really big it has a really big impact on how the men behave so typically speaking like I'm an African right and we're African and we are very traditional and very cultural even though a lot of us have moved away from that because you know it's not about being westernized but I think it's modernization Mm. and we you know we we, we've developed different sets of value but back home in most countries men still do their part right in terms of family if you see divorce they own maybe they own the the property or the assets and the children tend to stay with the men right and when they and when you talk about step families it's usually a man's children with a new woman rather than on this side of the world it's usually a woman taking in another man do you get what i mean so it's quite it's quite different we have to if we want to talk about men not doing their part, are we talking about African men or black men outside of the continent? Or are we talking about the continent? Because it's two completely different things. And mm. even though we, there is modernization back home, it hasn't shifted as much as the, the, the mindset is not the same as those who are here. Now, if mm. we get those who are here, <laughs> like who are outside of the continent, it is a bit of like, modernization and it's a bit I, I personally think it's just the fact that we've always had that uh the status quo is the man takes care of everything and I just feel like because women are manifesting independence and they're showing that they they, they are more capable and I personally think like on a down low men are liking that and taking a, a step back in a slight negative way uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I don't know um but also if it's diaspora in terms in its real sense, like those who are not directly connected to the continent and are black, there's a lot of like history around that. I mean, they were removed from family situations mm-hmm. and it's a cycle. And so, and also just the environment they live in where the discrimination they face and mm-hmm. there's a lot of trauma going on. So I'm not trying to like find excuses. We have a long way to go. But there is a rise in understanding each other, I can see, between mm. men and women and African men and women. We're mm. trying to get into terms with 
how the world is now, how do we navigate around it mm. and and how we can start going forward together. I'm seeing that pattern anyway. Uh, but yeah, they need to do more. And yeah, like that's, that's the kind of world. They do. In conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, in conclusion <laughs> do more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listening to what you're saying, obviously the one thing that springs to mind in terms of reasons for why the situation is the way it is, if you look at the US, prison industrial complex, man, it is set up like that and yeah. I'm just like people are being yeah. set up to fail yeah um and yeah. I can understand it but it's unfortunate I think my personal opinion it is time for people to realize the system is what it is now what are you going to yeah. do about it I that's it slowly but surely I personally yeah. get in there slowly but surely I have a lot of conversation with different people uh, that's mm. what that's what I do for, for my for a living but yeah you know, there's the shift in mindset and priorities are changing and the way we're looking at ourselves is changing. If you don't value yourself the way you look, you're not going to value the people who look like you, right? Because you don't value Word. yourself. And we're, you know, we're having that new black renaissance where we, we're proud to be black. We're proud to be African. Mm -hmm. And we'll start appreciate, appreciating ourselves more. So we're appreciating those who look like, look like us more, whether it's, you know, a uh, love interest or just an, a, another black person. So, yeah. Woo! Amen. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Strapped and upwards. Let's hope. Do you feel like it's a justified question? Uh, Why don't men do their black men do their part? Are we are we saying black men in this case? Yeah, because I don't want to talk about the white people. I don't know about them. <laughs> so their lives. I don't live. I don't live with them. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, is is that? A, I mean, because obviously we're talking about gender wars in general. But I think in the context of people in the diaspora, we have interesting nuances and dynamics going on right yeah right i'll break that into um three-part answer right for the three different places that i've experienced maybe two different places mainly rather than but three parts the, the third one I'm, I'm gonna guess so the first one is i'm gonna reflect on myself me being um an african ugandan man mm. realizing that times have changed right there's gender roles are changing you know, everything is not quintessential anymore. Um, I like that Benedict talked about modernization and how that need, the needle of modernization is being pushed. And in modernization and with technology, uh, manpower, quote unquote, stick to the word, manpower is not a thing anymore. It's a push of a button. So the Neanderthal muscle guy, muscle bound guy, who <laughs> get all the women because he would go out and hunt. And bunga bunga. provide. <laughs> It's not, it's not a needed part. It's not a needed person anymore because there's there's abattoirs or slaughterhouses are run by machines. Exactly. So let's talk about industrialization moving from Stone Age to industrialization to now. Uh, everything is tech driven, so anybody could do it. It's not about your physical attributes. It's your mental and your way of how you, you your cognizant abilities, how you reason, how you reflect, how you apply empathy. Uh, we are in an empathy generation right now. We are in, um, everyone is an empath. Everyone is reflective. That's why you're seeing the Me Too. You're seeing all these different things arising from people getting in touch with their feeling. People are talking about therapy. People are talking about reflecting on how they were raised by their parents and some of those things that they need to fix. So we are going through this whole different change. And what happens with change? There are people that are uh, that are 
all about new stuff. And there's some people that are just stuck about them days. They'll be talking about in high school, I used to be this. In, this, in college, I used to be this. Before my kids, I used to be in shape. There's always that person who lives in the past because that, those were their glory times. And unfortunately, we talk about me being an African man. I'm still on the first aspect of being an African man. Being raised with sisters, two sisters, I noticed that their duties in the house were different from mine. Mm-hmm. You know, their tasks were different from mine, right? The only thing that we did together was applying in the education field. That was their fair play, kind of. But they had to do duties. And these duties were supposed to prepare them for quintessentially the Neanderthal man. Who mm-hmm. provides- <laughs> The old, the dinosaur man, right? Uh, the one that provides, protects, and mm-hmm. does everything. And mom wow. is the accountant who balances the books and does all that other stuff, right? Wow. And they were trained for that, but not anticipating the future of, of technology, advancements, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody, everyone is a provider now. You know, we have mm-hmm. little kids on YouTube, you know, reviewing toys and providing for their whole lineage. And this is going to be generational wealth because this little kid is getting like, 300 billion views. I don't know. It's, 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 it's like, it's we're in that age where men have to accept, first of all, if you're applying yourself in that idea, right? Cause I can also say that idea is wrong because it's unfair for us as Africans to use the Western modernization as our measuring sticks, because it's like starting a race and somebody's like a whole hundred meters ahead of you. So you playing catch up. So it's not going to be fair. Mm. It's not going to be fair. It's not going to be mm-hmm. fair. The way Africa is modernizing is not at the same rate the UK or the States is modernizing. So we already talked about the Ali adopters, the people that are well, quote unquote um, allies that are willing to, you know, to atone for some of the stuff they've done to the oppressed mm. be it women, be it, you know, subjugated colorisms, religious, religious, all these different mm. breakdowns of how we try to, how we are all victims of device of being divided. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's me as an African man, knowing that, okay, culture is being faced with times changing. Either you're going to be a cultural person and lean to the culture side and talk about the good old days, but the good old days may have not been good for a certain portion of the people mm-hmm. living in that culture. Right. So that's that, that struggle. Mm-hmm. Second part is living in the Western world. I like that Benedict or talked about system or someone talked about system and how system is created. System is not for you who didn't, who was not in vision, who was not in their thoughts when they're creating the system. I mean, system is always, the system is always going to work. And I like that Noah G said that just play your role in the system, find a niche, play your role in the system. You'll be all right. The problem about that is, the system is like, have you seen a hamster on a wheel? You're just walking and you're staying in the same place. Oh, yeah. And here in America, it's so bad that if we go back to the 1970s or the 1960s, there was something, the, the, the rise of welfare. Okay. Uh-huh. Women had so many incentives where you would get free money if you lived in a house as a single mom and government would provide to you. They only won't provide to you if there was a man in the house. So some families were married, but the man had to live outside the house to get welfare. And that's you playing the system. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the idea of that where you're seeing the rise in America of the strong black woman, it's by system. 
Uh-huh. It's not just because, oh, they're being lazy. Men were incentivized to be lazy because of free money given out. Right. Or prison industrial complex. The man was taken out of the house. Mm-hmm. In America right now, the most educated people and Nigerians, and I, I mean, most educated people who are going actually to school and black women, they are at a high rate exponentially getting the high jobs where they high earners. And men are not meeting them where they at. So there's that power struggle. Uh-huh. There's that idea of like, remember when we made this deal back then so I could sleep in the other house so you could get that money? And now they're clashing because think about this. Every mom raises a son. Look, about, look at the dynamic of your daughter and your dynamic, your relationship with your son. Who gets it easier? Do you, you as a mom, and I'm raising a daughter, right? I know my dynamic with my daughter is unhealthy because I love her so much. I love her so much that her mom has to be the disciplinary. I'm, I'm raising right? both. I'm raising right. both. I'm raising a son and I'm raising I, a daughter. I know mm-hmm. that we raise, and let's say this, let's keep it honest. Parents don't love all the kids the same. There's, some, there's, a kid that you love more. there's a kid that you love more. You never tell me that. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, the kids should never love my kid, But there's always a favorite one. No. I mean, yes. I, I agree with Strap on this one. But there's always like, a favorite. No. Yeah. And I'll yeah. tell you this, most no. cases, moms are inclined to liking their son and try to dress their son like the guy they're dating. I, I've seen it here in America, and I'm not saying an, an African. I mean, we are different because we, I would say we are not very inclined to materialism, but in the Western world, it's mm-hmm. very material driven. It's more, especially if you're, yeah, even Africans. Yes, we we are, we are very flamboyant. We like to show. Yes, we do like to do. It's very true, man. I've seen single moms dress their sons like the dudes they date. Mm-mm. <laughs> I've, I have I've, seen that. Oh my god! Oh I've my seen oh, oh, Have you seen that? Have you seen yes, that? Yes, yes. I've seen it. Soup. I've seen it. And the hat and they're like, oh, my boy is dripping. And, and it's kind of like the single mom in America here is kind of like dating their son. Like the son doesn't do as hard. And they go hard on their daughters. Like they super hard on their daughters because they feel the daughter is well, in I, America. But I'm glad, I'm glad for mothers like myself because yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to raise a boy and a son that is not like my 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 goal is I want to put a human being out there where nobody's tears is shedding over them, nobody out there is stressing over them, and nobody out there is getting disrespected by them. Mm-hmm. And, and I have I have both, and there's, there there are stark differences between raising up. I mean, my daughter's going to be eight, my son is going to be fourteen. I've seen their development side by side, and. Naturally, biologically. Let's be objective. Let's be objective. I'm also raising. I'm expecting another one in October. So let's be objective. I don't know. <laughs> but and let's no, be objective. I'm, I'm just giving you my, you the most strict my experience. I am not. I'm not. I am strict. Full stop. Okay. You okay. ain't. You're no. not. I don't know for a lot to swear. Full stop. I'm not. Even, I don't care what gender you are. I pushed right. you out. Right. Simple as that. And then num- number out. two. Number two. Because. I'm a feminist, right? And because I am modern and because I want a better future for girls and for boys, because feminism is not, it's not only for girls, but it's also better for boys. I want to raise a boy, right? That we all want to have the type of boys that we all are, are, are fighting for in the society, the kind of men we all want. I want to raise that type of boy. So I don't go hard on anyone. I go hard on the both of them because I want them both to be correct. 
Yeah. And at the same time, right. I, I want the both. I want both of them to be correct. Nobody is above anybody. And I'm. And, and but you're absolutely right. I've seen favoritism. I've seen parents who lean towards one than the other, and those who adhere to cultural mm-hmm. expectations. And yes, we do have that culturally. When I would, I don't have a brother, but when I would used to stay with my aunt the boys weren't allowed to wash the dishes. And right. I remember once, Mike, I was so tired because I just became a teen and I was having really bad period pain. And mm-hmm. I was staying at my aunt's and it was my turn. All the girls were taking turns. This is in London, but we, we had an African upbringing and all the girls were taking turns in washing dishes and it was my morning and I had a pound and I needed that pound. Mm-hmm. But I paid my cousin, who's male, to wash the dishes mm-hmm. for and his dad came in from an early shift. He was a postman, an early shift on a Saturday and caught him washing dishes. He beat the heck out of him. He said, how dare you? What? How dare you? How, like, where's your manhood? You know what I mean? It's like, where's your manhood? How dare you sit there and, and, and let a girl watch you wash dishes, like make you wash dishes? Wow. Literally. You get what I mean? So you, yeah. I, I get where we're going because that's where we're coming from. Right. And that's what that's the mindset we're coming from. But okay. I can only speak for myself that's because so true, I, I am trying to act up on what we're fighting for now. Right. Like we're fighting yes. for equality and yeah. it starts from home. And I'm yes. raising a male, and I can't be sitting here and saying, Oh, males are this patriarchy, you know, misogyny, and then I'm not paying too attention to one I'm bringing to Benedict, the world. You're talking about futuristic males. You're talking about the ones you're raising. We're talking about the ones who are active that you're, you are going to do. We're talking about the ones that are just right so, Yeah, the ones who are already out yeah. in the wild. I'm speaking from an American perspective, right? Because hmm. we all come from different principles, you know, different yeah. houses. And I'm not going to generalize all the Americans. All the black males raised in America have the same experience. Yeah. But for me, in my past dating single moms, mm. I've seen them, how they ride their daughters and they let yeah. their son play video games all day. Yeah. And you condition them for this stuff, right? And then they get older, they're looking for another mom kind of person. Because yeah. the mom yeah. is a high earner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're, they're going hard on their daughter because subconsciously they're thinking their daughter is going to be a high earner so you got to go, go get it you have to be have to be tough on you or and, and sometimes dynamics may change wow. because the mm. here in america the system is set i mean it's been advertised that you know first thing a, a black kid comes out grab a basketball hold a football or go make some music entertain mm-hmm. tap dance exactly exactly right? exactly so all the community right Right. Yeah. That's oh also my God. Lie, right. That's also a <laughs> lie, but that's how they advertise it to the to the masses, right? Mm. And yes, I appreciate people or mothers like uh, Benedict and many others that do put that uh, equality or everyone is getting great. Everyone is gonna do the same thing. And they can get it. Everybody can get it. Like, yeah, no, and no just to is, add to what you're saying, Strap, you know, because I think that's really um, telling, right? Because it's very important to tell us about that perspective in say the US. I pretty much feel there is some similarities with certain black people also in the UK. Uh, But then there's also different dynamics. Now, when you talk about those dynamics of maybe the people who are maybe locally born or something, I'm not trying to dart anyone or generalize, but 
when African students come in, and we've seen this here as well, being a student in the UK, as an African student, I was just working my ass off all the time, right? And given like the, the modern, let's say the, the futuristic or current kind of style of African parenting is like, regardless of if you have a son or a daughter, they just have to achieve. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, just achieve. Go to mm-hmm. school. If you're not a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, go back and study exactly. again. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's that mentality. So so I I really love that you brought up the educational on par with the genders now. Mm-hmm. However, as much as let's say it's actually pretty recent in history when we look back, it's been a less than two hundred years, right, since women have been allowed to even attend universities right. public anywhere in the world, right. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So women have been playing the catch up game. Mm-hmm. And guess mm-hmm. what? We are catching up or oh, we still, have. And they're shook. You that's know, the, and they the shook. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm going to We done for them. The past. The only no. problem I have with that, right, is yeah. I don't like it when my sisters, my daughter, use a white man's certificate to make them subjugate because it's that whole movie of you watch the the, the uh what this underworld the wolves versus the like the like the the vampires versus the wolves right underworld was anyways i want i'm a nerd i'm a tech guy i'm 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 a, I'm a comic person so forgive me for um, i think they want don't worry you're among yeah but pretty much saying the dynamic of the oppressed when the oppressed mm-hmm. finally become the people on the seat they find someone else to oppress it's, it's, it's normal it's normal so like we yeah. oppress each other with different certifications like oh i have a phd oh now it's you know like that whole idea like why are you flexing on me your brother mm-hmm. Your, your husband for, you know, for something that a white man satisfied you and said, okay, you good, you could join us. Sir, <laughs> we need to go on a break. Okay, okay. Ruminate on that one. Ria, what were you going to say? And strap, hold on to that thought. I want to hear it too. Ria, your response. Come back. Okay, okay, wait, wait. I need to restore that energy because <laughs> what was, what was that, that question, Strap? So I said, um, so I, I, I like that, that the, the, the oppressed are getting power, mm-hmm. right? But don't oppress another oppressed person who's also struggling in the system and flexing on that person and using uh, accreditations to step on a person's neck. And I, I am a victim of that. And I can speak for myself in my, in my experience. And it's not, it may not be as, as aggressive. It could be a passive aggressive way saying, but um, I'm this, I'm that, this is my qualification. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 
we live in a world where these qualifications are given to you by somebody who oppressed you, right? It's okay. not, I mean, and, and I know that this, it, it comes with income, it comes with, um, uh, what's the word? It comes with income, it comes also with, you know Status, what, you're a subject matter expert, it comes with all these different things. But yeah. if we're in this together, accreditations should never come into a relationship. And dynamic. that's where I was going to come in for you. Okay. Okay. Go, so, <clears throat> so this is actually, bear with me because I'm going to take a few steps to explain this, to break this down, right? And the base of my answer actually comes from something I watched a few weeks ago, right? Where someone asked, guys, what are the similarities between white women and black men? Okay? And they're like, you know what? One of their similarities is because, I'm, not, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but one of their similarities is that they have to deal with one oppression at a time, okay? White women are dealing with sexism, mm -hmm. right? And black men are dealing with racism. Whereas black women are dealing with both. <laughs> okay? And being also fetishized. So, uh, uh, on top of being oh, black men, black men, you don't forget big no, black men. No, they are as well. Yes, they, yes. They want to sleep with you, but they'll not take you to your parents to meet their no. parents, right? Yeah. They want to do all yeah, that stuff, true. but they, they're go. like, uh, there you go. So, what I'm trying to say is sometimes these two groups don't completely understand intersectionality. And a lot of Black women do. So, as a Black woman, uh -huh. if I'm used to being in an environment where less is always expected of me, where I'm always expected to be beneath somebody else, right? Where I'm always expected to shut my mouth. You don't want to, you want to be seen, not heard, right? When I'm used to being like talked over, if I have an idea and a man talks over me just because his voice is deeper or louder, um, it, it, that, so, so excuse me, if I make something of myself, I'm going to say it loud and I'm going to say it proud. Uh -huh. Okay? No one is going to stop me. I'm not even oppressing somebody else because if no one is around to talk me up, I will talk myself up. Thank you very much. And I don't see that as oppression. If there's a man who happens to be around while I'm talking myself up and they feel offended by that, that's a them problem, not a me problem. That's Ooh. what I'm going to say. Okie doke. Can I remember right. that? Please. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with that. Gender wars, after all. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree that you have to amplify yourself. You have hmm. to, but also I'm looking at it in a way that the idea of the peacock, right, of showing your all your colors when you step into a room, right. Show all yeah. your your rankings when when you step into the room. When it comes to a relationship dynamic, when it comes to building, right, all that stuff is outside the house, right. If I come into the house as a, a master and have three, whatever, and try to, you know, subjugate my, 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 my wife, I'm doing wrong. I feel like with companionship and with partnership, that's why I have a problem with marriage, right? The word marriage, because it's all government here in America. It's all tax incentivized. It's all mm -hmm. uh, someone else. You have to sign papers. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing, right? But a partnership should be a partnership for real, for real, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And with partners, right? If I, I, I grew up in a team dynamic, I played sports. I realized it's something called chemistry, right? There's understanding, there is empathy, right? There's sympathy at times. And also there's also objectivity. You have to be objective and be someone uh, mirror on a blind spot. It's okay mm-hmm. to call if, if my girl calls me out because guess what? She's seeing things I don't see. She's my she's watching my blind spot like you're driving, right? So with that being said, the problem with saying relationships with super, super, super like educated, super rich people is the power struggle because they get high off that power when they leave work. When they come at home, when they come at home in that partnership, right? Sometimes it's okay to let that, that, that power, like, you know, cause yes, you're telling people what to do at work, right? You're telling people what to do at work, but if you come mm-hmm. doing that with your kids, right? You, mm-hmm. And I'm, I, it's, it's unfortunate I'm the only man in here, but I wish someone could testify. And sometimes mm-hmm. that you coming from, you know, con, you know con, con, conducting people, hey, do this, hey, do that, do this, this. You're doing that with your kids and then you see your husband, you're like, hey, I'm like, hey, can we, can we, can we go 50? Can you know? Can, and she's like, no, 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 no. I know what. I'm not gonna lie. I hear this excuse all the time, right? Oh they, like, I personally think it's an excuse because a lot of like black guys try to use this as an excuse to say it's like a a, a power struggle thing or you know, successful women or educated women um, try to make it seem as if they don't need a man and all of that. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's true because I know a lot of successful women and a lot of educated women mm-hmm. who are actually very submissive or it's not just submission, but that they really are into just being in a relationship and stripping off all their titles and they just want to be for somebody for right. who they are. And I just think because because of what they've had to go through to achieve what they've they've had, you know, what they have and Mm -hmm. what they've learned through the process, Mm -hmm. it makes us, I'm sorry, I'm going to say us because we consider ourselves as such, Mm -hmm. thick-skinned and I would say less tolerant to bullcrap and our standards are high, right? And there is nothing wrong with that. And it feels like we we have to always constantly, um, it's like we're not allowed to have those standards. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about standards in terms of material, like material-wise or right. job descriptions or whatever. It's just, we've come to a level where it's like, I've worked so hard, this is all I'm gonna put up with. And mm-hmm. right, no. mm-hmm. And I just feel like not trying to be disrespectful, a lot of people can't, like right. they just can't reach there. And then it's an excuse of, oh, they want this or they want that, or, you know, they can't handle uh, taking orders from a man. From a man. It's, not, it's not the case. I, I mean, I feel like people just need to speak to women who are accomplished women a bit more just to understand right. where we're coming from. It's not about that. Thank I mean, I, when, when I'm in a relationship, I'm just, I'm equal and I want equal. And when I say equal, yeah. I'm not saying I'm a man. Like I would ask a guy to open champagne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would say, you know, but when I, when I mean equal is I'm the best at who I am and I want you to be the best at who yeah. you are. Yeah, right. yeah, but, yeah but, a lot of who don't want to be the best at who they are. We're already the best at who we are. Can I just add to that, Benedict? Yeah. So, you know, I was just going to add to that because um, I, I, like, I like to generally work with, uh, what's that word? 
not a hypothesis when you're yeah, not yeah, theoretical situations or you know scenario based. Yeah, scenario based. Yeah. So how I like to think of it is a lot of men consider themselves like lions walking around the jungle. And they're used to getting gazelle. No. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me lion finish this. Hold on, hold on. Lion can't do nothing. It's the lion who oh. feeds the herd. Thank it's you very much. That's where I'm going with this. That's why I said, hold on. Like I can two say two say no. So that's why I was saying, if a lion is used to hunting gazelle or used to trying to play around with gazelle, and then he meets a lioness, mm. his first response is what? Intimidation. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. Mm. So that's where I start to see this whole idea of oh, power struggle, whatever. No, 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 no. It's just acknowledging each other's power. Mm. If you see a lion and a lioness, how they guard their cubs mm. as a family, right? It's the lioness who will go out and hunt and leave the lion babysitting. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's what happens. It's the truth. Right. Right? She so, will stay yeah. there, guard the cubs. He's like, honey, I got you. Go bring that meat. She goes get that meat. She comes back. The family has eaten and right. everyone's happy. You okay. Know, like you, guys, you guys are like, you guys are exactly hitting every point by the bullseye, right? And I'm like here shaking my head, like nodding. But I also have to be objective. And that's why you guys brought me here. You wanted that, that Mel's opinion, who's an ally and is not... I'm not misogynistic. Maybe I have through culture and I've had to learn. I had to get, check myself. I have a daughter that I'm raising that I'm realizing a lot of the things I was taught were kind of like bullcrap. Bull you know, I don't want to cuss, but... Oh, please cuss. Okay, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. A lot of stuff that we were raised. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's okay to relearn. It's okay to unlearn and relearn. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And I, I think I told this to Rhea before when we had a long conversation on time. What's up? My mantra is open to everything attached to nothing. Because I know easily, you could call yourself, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a, I'm a Motoro, I'm, I'm this, but there'll be a time where times change and that is not cool anymore. You're objectifying someone else. Like I can be, and, I, and that's why I stick away from things like I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, because their parameters, if you don't understand the history of what you were trying to put yourself in, and what's been indoctrinated in you without even knowing that it was just put on you through your parents, through this, you're going to pay for the sins of people that were in that, you know, were in that division of indoctrination because they oppress someone. In everything you choose, someone is going to be oppressed. In any direction, even if it's being a fairest, someone who's fair, if you're a, a humanitarian, someone is going to get oppressed because someone has to build those shoes in a sweatshop that you're going to send over to Kenya for kids to have. Like, there's someone who's going to get oppressed. If you have an iPhone, there's computers that we're using, someone is going to get oppressed and someone has to pay for those sins. But anyway, the point I'm trying to drive here is we're talking about a home dynamic, right? A household dynamic. The one that is, is struggling right now, by the way, in America, a high level is people are not getting married anymore. At a high level, mm-hmm. divorce is at 50%. Mm-hmm. At a high level, women, men, I don't know if it's uh, them being sterile, birth rates are going down. At a high level, uh, if you know anything about, uh, have you heard of, um, and I have to be careful when I say this, let me think of it. Have you heard of uh, Margaret Sanger? You know who that is? Mm-hmm. 
You, you know where I'm going, uh, right? We talk about birth control. Yeah. Oh, Planned Parenthood. Oh, the one, the, uh, the, the racist one, the founder of feminism, white feminism. No, really. No, she's not. We could call it white feminism. Yeah, you know, and that's why she, it was about Planned Parenthood. Like, go do yeah, that. Yeah, research. we. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we, we know about that. that with, with, with context, what, yeah. And then you see how it ties with she's the great grandparent of Bill Gates, and you see all the vaccination things. And, and I know, Ria, I'm not trying to rattle I'm you. I'm a Bill Gates fan. Yeah. Bill Gates, <laughs> Bill Gates, <laughs> from that lineage. Let's talk, let's talk about that later, but yes, yeah, I see what you're trying to say. I'm talking about the family dynamic. I can't be offended about people I don't know, so right. continue. But I know, I know you're, you're in medicine. <laughs> Just like my wife, just like my wife, she's in medicine. And I, whenever I bring that up, when I talk about that stuff, she's like, yo, you don't know what you're saying. But because I don't know what I'm saying. But anyways, <laughs> I'm talking about the family dynamic, which is the idea of us working together. Right. The idea of us working together is being affected because everyone is coming in this union with eagles. Like a man has his own ego, like the whole lion thing. Sometimes it's okay to let that stuff go. Your, your, your queen, whatever, you know, in chess, the queen is the most important piece. Like you have to amplify her. If, if my girl has a whatever, a PhD doctor, I have to amplify what she has. The same way she would do for me. It's a partnership. Okay, but you don't I, want it to be wielded against you is what you're saying. I, I you don't, don't want, want it to factor into the partnership. I don't want my wife, I don't want my wife talking to me like I'm a hot child. Because she's okay. been commanding everyone every, elsewhere. Now she's talking to me, like, talk to me like we are partners. And another thing is, I'm a high, I'm a high value man. Same way she's a high value woman. I'm highly educated. And sometimes I do intimidate low frequency. I, I, I had problems in earlier relationships because the women I would date would get intimidated because I'm driven. And sometimes being driven is the worst person. Worst person to ever date is a driven person because they don't have a lot of time for you. And one thing I don't like, I don't like submissive women. I mm. hate that. I don't want you, I want you to do your own thing. Be an individual. Like yes. on the weekends, give me like two hours and the next I'm in my studio here working. Mm. But some women don't like that. Mm. Women are oh. in the past, they don't like that. Because, because either they'll, and, and that's the pressure of being a black man. One thing is being a, pressure of being a black man is you have to be a porn star first of all. You have to, you have Big to, black you have to fuck really good. You have to fuck really good, right? Uh-huh. You have to, you have to, you have to satisfy the shit out of her. You have to earn high. If you are high, what's value, wrong with that? You have to earn high. You have to fuck really good. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You have because to, those two usually aren't in the same circle. Those two usually aren't in the same circle. One or the other. You, you know, the, the that's men are not good in bed and right. poor guys are the best. I'm, I'm telling you the pressures that it's we have. Yeah, I, I, but things need to be done properly. <laughs> and that's the thing, that's the thing about, you, you, I'll, I'll consider you ladies as high value women, right? The thing about high value women, you're putting this pressure on a man, right? He has to be a high value man first of all. He has to earn good so he can be your, your partner. He has to be a, a, a male reflection of yourself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to fuck really good, right? Cause that's only pr- they don't put that pressure on Asian men. They don't put that pressure on on white men. It's on you, black man. You have I think to. It's a you pressure have- on men. I, I put that pressure on everybody. No, no. we all know men. Don't be Black men have expectation of black men. I think it's across the board. No. I think it's across the board. And a lot of men don't last that long. And there's that narrative of you know I can go on for like. It's, but there's that pressure. No, but yeah. To be fair, to be fair, I have put that pressure 
on black men and okay. I, I even go hard on no, them because I'm just like come on I expected more you no, know it's so like exactly. so we're buying into those stereotypes that, in I our think own that, that's part of my I'll and, admit and, and, and to and my and that's why I was hearing yeah. the concept of can, uh, uh, doing their part you have to you have to high value you have to be a partner meaning like hey, I don't want to be the person waking up looking after the baby you have to do your part you have to stay up with me you have to fuck me really good first of all and then next thing is you have to you have to be there when I need you. You can't be. I know you're a high value man. Cancel all your meetings. If I call you on command, you have to be here. But if, if I ever did that to my high value woman, I was like, Yo, I need you right now. I'm subjugating her. I'm like, Yo, you don't have a job. This is that. interesting. And I hate, I hate it when, I when, when a high value woman woman would drop everything when her boss, the person who's paying her that high earning thing, wants her, she's gonna, yo, get the kid, get this, this, I'm going, boom. But for me, I need you. He's like, okay, check my schedule, punch in this. I'm like, okay, I'm working for you now. So that's the concept. <laughs> yeah, 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 what happens, yeah. what happens no, in I my actually, house. I have to say, I see so that. And, 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 and her mm. boss can get her at night, because you know what, that's the person that mm. her, right? Benedict. That's the her household, so. What is Benedict saying to that? I'm just saying it's not working for her. It's called support. <laughs> it's, it's, no, but seriously, because women have done it for so long. Like, I know women who would say, you know what, I need to prepare lunch because he needs to take it to work. It's support. Because at the end of the day, if we're, going, if we're living in a society where everybody has to contribute and bring something back, which is fine because the way the world is going in terms of living expenses and so on, it makes sense, but it's called support. We've done, like, women have done things where we, that in the past that was considered like not paid or not contributing to society, but it does. Because when they crumble every day at home and you come in and you're able to eat and stay healthy and go back there and contribute to the workforce of society. It has value. Mm -hmm. It has value. So you saying, oh, I'm not working for you. No, you're supporting your woman to go out there and contribute to the workforce. It's mindset. It's how you look at it. Right. If they're telling you to stay home and you're not allowed to do anything, which women had to experience in the past, then that's different. But if they're saying, "Hun, I, I need support for here and it's part of my career, you're supporting your woman. It's a, I, I personally think it's more it's a bigger picture rather than just feeling like you're being tasked, you know, so to my, my, rebuttal, know. my rebuttal to what you say is you're very right. It's about support and it should be tit for tat. Right. In my right. case, if I. In my scenario, she may she was gonna to listen to this podcast. If I wanted that same, you know, I just re reciprocity, right? If I needed that reciprocity, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you should have told me a week ago so I could plan in advance and this and this and this and this and this and that. Mm -hmm. We have daughter here, daughter this, we have daycare here, daycare this, this and this and this has to be taken care of. So you are messing her flow. For me, N-word, you better drop what, and she's not saying that, but like, in, in, our, in our mind, it's like, boy, you better yeah. drop what you're doing mm -hmm. and take care of your woman. I, don't, I feel like these are, these are negotiable things. Um, relationships, yeah, you have to figure out where your expectations and boundaries go. And sometimes you don't know them on day one, right? Mm -hmm. And things evolve. So this is why our parents have always told us this. Maybe some, for once, they give you good advice. Is communication is key, right? right. You have to find a way. But yeah, that I think is a, 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 a complex dynamic that happens a lot. I, I'm not surprised to hear that at, at all. But time, listening to Strap is actually, what, what you're saying is absolutely right. And 
I get I get the frustration, but at the same time, it's a case of oh, experiencing it, coming into our shoes because for centuries and 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 you know since since the beginning of time, women had to sacrifice and compromise, right? A lot of the time, if you had ambassadors, those who traveled or whatever, yes, it might be um, it might be mixed gendered now, but it would be a man who would be ambassador representing a country or working for an international organization. It would literally be packing your wife and children and taking them to another country, right? Mm -hmm. Women have done that. They have said they had to pack up, adapt and readapt. That's me. Because they, that was my, my life growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And because a husband or partner got a promotion, I'm not saying what you're saying is right, but it's just your, what you're saying to me just feels like what we've been going through for a very long time. And you're just getting a taste of it. And let's just end it for all. Right? Really and truly, uh, the listeners, like, I am an anomaly. I'm not, like, a quintessential man, so... It's why you're here. <laughs> you may be hearing a more reflective opinion <laughs> and scenarios that I'm putting out there. Mm. Not everyone is sitting down and receiving those the same way I'm receiving. Mm. Reflecting, reflecting. Just, just so, for our so audience, to be I'm honest, not, not, yeah, we picked you for that very reason. Yes, if you think this is biased, that's your problem. It is, because I think at the end of the day, we need to start having honest conversations when you've been reflective. Honestly, a lot of us, we talk first, then we think later. Mm -hmm. I think people who are on this podcast right now, we have thought, we have had to go through some things. We have had to see some things. We've had to experience some things. We've had to reflect. We've also had situations that have told us, hey, you might want to pause. Right. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Before you, you know, react. Exactly. So I think this is from lessons learned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is not level level one basic conversation. If you haven't done some work, this isn't for you. Sorry, <laughs> and that's okay. Ladies, I'm I'm all about atonement, forgiveness. I'm mm -hmm. all about learning. Like let you talk about lessons mm -hmm. learned. I have a whole podcast about lessons learned. I'm all about mm -hmm. reflection. Yeah, that's that's in my core. As that's just my. My understanding of life is always about comparing, contrasting, evaluating, and seeing what works best mm -hmm. for maybe me or how I'm, I'm going, because I believe my main purpose is to serve, to serve others. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I'm brought into this world because I'm not here, like, you know, Drake says, I'm not here for a long time, but a good time or something. I'm not, but in that, <laughs> in that, in that, in that time I'm here is to serve others and make this little thing that we call the world a little a little bit like two inches better or like just I don't know how to quantify it but a little bit but what I want to say since we're about lessons learned I want to challenge all my cousin female cousins and, I, and lady cousins I know people in America that were female like triggers people but lady <laughs> cousin uh, lady cousin uh, my, 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 my wifey everybody I, I tell them this all the time we all have to be accountable we all like accountability in this generation is the dying thing that I felt my parents. Okay. My parents maybe not, but maybe the generation before them took to heart is accountability. We don't, we don't hold ourselves accountable too much. And men, I'm challenging you, hold yourself accountable. If, if you have a, if you have a lady that comes to you and, and talks to you about their gripes and problems they have, listen, that don't, don't be faster. Just Absolutely. listen. Cause mm -hmm. That listening, it's for them. It's for them. They have to get it out. Yeah. And yeah. You're in the face of their oppression. 
Take yeah. And, and, and the lessons learned in that for me is, sorry, I'm being long-winded here, but the point I'm trying to drive home is sometimes we should not, we should look at it like, okay, you're the, you three, you three ladies have been oppressed your whole life through system. It could be mm-hmm. through family, through system, but also understand now that you're in positions that you hold some power, remember that now roles are turning. Don't be that person that you hate. It's like the whole villain becomes the, I mean, the hero becomes the villain mm-hmm. going back to comics. Don't do that because the more you do that, the more you're chasing away your good black men that want to be allies with you, that want to build with you, that want to help you throughout your traumas. Don't do that because that's what the enemy likes. But the, the question is, how do you identify Wait, them? What, sorry, I missed that point. What is it that we're doing? No, I'm saying like, if we get to a point, right? And tables turn, right? The, the, the ladies are the ones in charge, right? Let's not become the hero becomes the villain where now you start to subjugate the black man in the case that now, now it's like a clash. It's like, it's creating division because you're seeing how people are not getting married anymore. You see yeah, how- but There's nothing wrong with people not getting married anymore. I mean, not married, but like un- union. Yes, yes, there is that union and it's symbolic, about the right? single stuff. But a lot of people who are in these union or are in marriage, you know, um, it's about, okay, there's a symbol that shows, you know, that we are united by marriage. But yeah. the main thing we should be striving for is, you know, having a life partner, somebody who you could understand, exactly. somebody who could, who could make, you know, who could help you become a better person, give you companionship and have a best friend. And a lot of those, a lot of those things that I've just mentioned actually miss in actual marriage. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what we've seen. Pretty much what I was saying. Pretty mean you are with somebody who is, you know, who is giving you all of, who's making you, who's helping you become complete or achieve or become the, the person that you are. And then going back to your point about, you know, villainizing or maybe, um, not villainizing, becomes, but, you know, becomes the villain, right? Man, yeah. I, to be honest with you, black women do not do that. And I don't see a lot who have tried to or are doing that, right? We are in a situation where, if we're we go talking about high value, we're talking about high value rates. black women. We're talking about high black, value black women. Black women, they as as crazy as it may seem, or as I, I would like, as bad as we may feel betrayed by black men, nobody sticks by black men more than black women. I'm sorry, right? We we put up with a lot, even when they don't choose us. We still choose them. I have mm-hmm. a good. Even when they don't choose us, we still choose them. This is a very good conversation. I've had black men who say to us is, well, not trying to be funny, yeah, but we're more open-minded in terms of dating everybody else and you guys are so fixed. Race loyalty. Race Race loyalty. loyalty. Like, like, please, black men can do better. Like, we cannot... We, they cannot keep sticking to the argument of, oh, they also put us down. Yes, a minority may do, but nobody... Absolutely nobody fights for the black man more than the black woman. Anyway. Absolutely. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there may be a few who may be accomplished and may start to think that maybe uh, they, you know, they, they're above the black man, but the vast majority, like, there's no one you can turn to but black women in this mm-hmm. society anyway. Yeah. And Absolutely. we birth you and we try to protect you as much as we can. So, yeah. on the contrary, here in the United States, though, uh, and, 
if you hear about police callings, a lot of them from domestic issues, which is not healthy, that's toxic as hell. A lot of them are being called like, you know, the black woman here in America is, is sicking the, the men, they call them the man on, on the black male. A lot of them- I, What did the black male do? <laughs> some, some toxic stuff. Like, what did the some black Okay, okay, just, just to jump in there, just to jump in there, because I completely agree with what you're saying, Benedict, but then I have also personally witnessed, you know, not that I'm taking sides here, I'm trying to be objective, but I have personally, with my own two eyes, witnessed a woman being literally physically aggressive towards a man, beating a man up, to the point of him getting hospitalized. Yeah, it does happen. So it that's does happen, and it's not to negate that, you know, that's why I said it's does happen to men sometimes, unprovoked, and I wouldn't want to take power from that. But then, again, in, your, in support of what you're saying, yes, the biggest protectors of Black men have been Black women. Yeah. So also, I see what Benedict is saying, because whilst we are your biggest supporters, doesn't mean that you get to be mediocre. No, you don't behave mediocrely and expect that level of support and love and admiration from us if you're not doing the work. Mm. So yeah, I think in the past, historically, race loyalty has not, in my opinion, been mm -hmm. earned. Mm -hmm. I think today, a lot of women are asking for men to earn that because there have been a lot of betrayals in the past. So I'm, and let me just say but here, you know if the shoe doesn't fit, it doesn't you, fit. You but I think that's the way people are starting to think about it. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? This ensemble, we have, we are as African people. We, if you look at the numbers, like we stick to our own the most. <laughs> like you look at the numbers in most places, we stick to our own. Are we talking about the African American, the, the we call them the, um, here we call them the foundational black man, the person that built the country. I mean, race, black people here in the United States, forget what you see on TV, forget, let's not use basketball players, football players, film stars as examples. Mm. Black men are marrying black women at like a 95, was it 95, 90, nah, I mean, I'm sorry, 85 to like a 90 rate. So the black, black love is real. So it's just that you see like those who marry woods or like the, the representatives of, you know, Cooper's basketball players and you have <laughs> Jersey chases, people that chase, you know, athletes. that's different. Jersey's gotcha. like, yeah, yeah Jersey chases. Like it, it, let's not, let's not get clouded by the small number My that is loud. It's really, we are doing good as black people. And, and let me, let me say this. I am in an interracial relationship, so the next topic is interesting for me. So. Yes, because I was going to go there. We're going to go there. Yeah, so, okay, let's take a I break. Like but yeah, we'll, All right. we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome back, listeners. We have been having quite an interesting conversation and we are going to pick up where we left off. And this was, I think Strap was telling us 
something about interracial relationships. Um, uh-huh. And uh, we had briefly, briefly touched on uh, race loyalty. So I think, let me, let's just go around the room. Who has not dated a white person? That's a me. better answer. That's a question. You. Yeah. Why? Because it's just, it's never been an opportunity. Um, it's not by choice. It's just by circumstance. Wow. Yeah. But my, my, my children's father's half white, but he's like more black than me. Like Strap said, it's, it's a social construct to race, isn't it? Because wow. he's very African. He's half African by blood, but... Mm-hmm. His mindset, his um, personality, cultural values, everything is very, very African. Um, so yeah. in that aspect, I just feel like, okay, I'm dating a black guy. <laughs> so what you said there about the opportunity, because for me, I'm, I think we, I touched on this in a different episode. For me, when I moved to the UK, I mean, obviously the numbers here are different. It's mostly white people, but I moved here, came from Africa. Only black guys who ever wanted to date me are the ones who were like me who were just fresh off the boat. Mm. Locals? Nah. Mm. Nah. <laughs> nah. Me, I was yeah. like, oh, you're intimidating, you're what, what, you're nye, nye, you're me, me, But if I walk by with a white guy, they, have they all look at me like, what are you doing? Guys, what is it? Who am I supposed to date then? Can they you who can date the white guys? Who am I supposed to date? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm supposed to be alone. <laughs> no, I've had uh, dating a white guy when Serena Williams dated a line of black guys who had nothing to offer. And uh, her white husband is a problem. What do you mean? Like they, you guys they were calling her a man. Dated. They called her a man before, and now all of a sudden she's hot. I'm like, oh, please make him. I mean, obviously, we might not be talking about the same Venn diagram of men, but mm-hmm. it was a significant, noticeable yeah. number of people mm-hmm. saying yeah. this. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to generalize. Um, yeah. But yeah, we have this. We have yeah, this and, issue. And I, I would agree with what you said, Norma Jean, because I've had a similar experience. I mean, I moved from Africa to the UK, but even when I was still in Africa, I did date white guys. Ah, yeah. So it wasn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was really, it was really social. Girl, stop it. Let me tell the story. Okay. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) this woman has disrupted me. So sorry. Yes. So, so I was back home and I think it was, like you said, societal construct. And that was, you know, there happened to be people of all different races and backgrounds in my immediate vicinity. So it was really about proximity to someone. Absolutely. Rather than race or whatever. And I found that to be the same thing exactly when I came to the UK, but this time I was more so a minority. Yeah. So, Ria, just, just ex- expand upon what you said just because I know you and I know your mm-hmm. family and maybe you, you've not shared this part of you but you went to international schools that's it that's very, it very multi like you are not uh just uh you know put regular in, regular yeah, like you 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 and I me I was in public school like I was I was in, I was in the trenches with with all <laughs> Like you were eating high up on the hog here in America. They say you were you you were with America. 
Americans, you were like with ambassadors, kids, and hey. stuff like that. So, like you said, your proximity. Okay, so so basically, I'm speaking from a point of privilege. Let's call it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in that sense. Okay, and I'm not and, trying to and, pull and, you and, out. Like no, no, no. It's not calling me out, but it's actually giving the reality of you know because a lot of people just with the standalone story I had told before, they think, oh, wow, everyone in Uganda is so multicultural or whatever. No, 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 it's within different social groups or whatever. Yeah. So that's what I was saying, based on my proximity to these people that I was, you know, able to date outside my race, even before I left Africa. And then I came here and obviously the, the scales sit proportion-wise. And I've also been through situations where I'm on a date with, say, a white guy. And this actually happened like a few years ago. And he, I think he had to take the train. So I walked him to the train station. And as soon as he went into the train station, he was out of like visibility and stuff. Some black guy popped out of nowhere. And he's like, excuse me, sister, why are you dating that white man? Yeah, that happens to me here. And I was just like, huh? And mm. I think my only response to him was, did you ask me on a date? See, no. we got problems here. <laughs> no, you didn't. What? You didn't. So why, why are you asking me? Why, why? Why are you bothered? I think race loyalty as a concept is, I feel like it's a thing that happens primarily in the diaspora outside of Africa. In Africa, where I grew up, it was a lot of people scrambling to date white guys or white women because white is the prize, right? White is right. Right. Because, you know, you know, you know, the kinds of people I'm talking about. It was a very common thing where I grew up. A white guy showed up. All the girls went in that particular direction. Yeah. Um, It was such a common thing. Um, And we also have seen the typical thing back home where we have model-esque, dark-skinned, tall, thin black woman with an old white man, even though he's broke because it's a white man. Right. But, um, so that's a weird dynamic there. But then here in this part of the world, there's a people want to be with their own. It's understandable. Yeah. Right. A sense of belonging. Also, we're going through some things together. No white person is ever going to understand the mm-hmm. kind of racism we're experiencing. So you also feel that kinship and it becomes very important to you as an individual. But then you also have you're also open minded at the same time. Right. Because you mm-hmm. can't connect with someone who's different from you. So that's so, that. Yeah. There's also that. Yeah. So while we've had these different experiences, I'm interested to know, you know, what your experience was, Strap, as, you know, a man on this side of that conversation. In the U.S.? <laughs> no less. I mean, to be honest, um, just very, very honest. It's kind of unfair being a man because you get the pickings. It's kind of. Because you, especially if you live in a world where there's always a person that makes the move. And somewhat society expects the woman to wait to be picked, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that changes sometimes where you have the one out of 10 women that just go and get what they want in a man. Or like, mm-hmm. men, that but then hey, men don't like that, right? A lot of men say, oh, what's she chasing for? Uh, I, I, I like women to go up front. I like it. Uh, many times. As as a chill person, very indecisive man, I like a person who's decisive and knows what they want. It works for and, you. Yeah, it works for me. But again, there's also that, like, we all know this. I'm not, not going to say people think. We all know this. 
finding your person is like going to an amusement park. It's like a roller coaster. It's like you make them go through different hoops and huddles just to find whether that person can understand you or even, you know, just fit your criteria. If you have a rubric of criteria of what you want, right? So it's very stressful. It's a stressful process vetting out what you, what fits you, right? Um, but I'm talking about initiation. Initiation is the guy stepping up and starting the conversation and, um, and getting to know you, right? Uh, in my situation, I came when I touched, when I jumped off the boat here, they say, but it was not a boat, it was a plate. But when I hopped on stateside and I went to college, it was predominantly a white college, right? So via proximity, I was around white girls. I started understanding what fetishes are, where you're, you're looked at as, like you said, like we talked about models, African, Ale Quick, the OG. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from Sudan. Yeah, she was, she was an OG, but she was fetishized like a lot because of her uniqueness. And me being an African, coming in with my own way of enunciating and accents, and they're like, oh, you sound interesting. So that's like a, an icebreaker. It made me, uh, and I, it's different for women, but men, it kind of makes you, I mean, I don't want to, how do I say it and not get in trouble with me, girl? It just I'm makes sorry you- about trouble. Okay. It, 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 you get into situations where, where you're not even worried about who likes you or who doesn't like you. And I'm just saying that if you feel, let your mind fill out the questions. And, but the thing is, you find yourself in a situation where you're the only person who looks like you. And it's okay because people are curious and they try to use you. But as you get older, you realize, oh, this is a fetish. It's right. like they've never experienced. It's, it's like a thing. Oh, she's from this country. Or like, you know, it's the same way you said white men hops off the boat, goes into your country. Like all the people are flocking because it's something new from what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. But it's just an experience. When you talk about relatability, when you talk about same stripe, we come from the same struggles. We even talk about culture, how we want to raise our kids is another thing. Mm-hmm. It creates confusion and, and, and it creates clash. Because mm. you want to bring your kid into what, because you, we want our kids to be an extension of ourselves, but it's not if you're in a multicultural relationship or you're in an inter- interracial relationship. But anyways, long story short, I felt, I had fun. I had fun in my twenties. I had fun. Mm. But reflecting on that, I felt I was used, but also in that, in that, in that whole, I, in that whole confusion, I found the love of my life. Mm. Aww. Aww. Look at that happy ending. So yeah, but our beginning. I don't know. In the UK, oh, it's a I lot guess. more acceptable. Yeah. I live in the home of racism. Racism. Mm. Well, we live in the motherland of racism. It's starting so here, but you guys perfected it. Imperialism is UK. Let me tell you, the racism here racism, is very special. I mean, yeah, it's it's racist, but like imperialism going and taking over people. You are the, I mean, uh, the UK. The, is the, this is where it started. <laughs> yeah, imperialism. yeah, it started there, yeah, but then like, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, racism are you guys along the Bible Belt? Yeah, racism was perfected in the United States, and an extension of that was South Africa, where you see the, you know, the apartheid, whatever. <sighs> but yes, I live in a place where I get eyes looked at like, oh, brother, you sold out. Oh, you, but oh my gosh, 
how you sound that rose African prayer and you have this blue-eyed devil next to you. Oh, you, you're, you know, and they'll let you know, like, oh, you, you're, you're, you're going against, you're going against your family, your ancestors are so mad, they're rolling in their grave, because you're, you know, your kids are just mixed with the devil's blood or something like that. Uh, it's so interesting you said that. You yeah, know, when you said that, you reminded me, have you guys watched the movie Barry? Uh, Barack? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, it's about Barack yeah. Obama. Yeah. And that was before he met Michelle, he was dating this white girl and they literally called, like, said the same thing to him. They were like, yeah, why are you dating this blue-eyed devil? Because I, I, I've been to London once. Friends, and a lot of my friends who are in the US who are male mm-hmm. actually are married to, to white American women. Um, mm-hmm. Are they African? You know, they, 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 they are proud Africans and you know, they have good jobs and they do a lot of work around the continent and they, they're very proud of themselves and who they are. And, you know, it's just that they, they managed to meet somebody who got, a, who right. they got along with and they happen to have a different color of skin. Yeah, because most of the time. Because I was going to ask the question and we don't have time for it. Maybe we can explore it another time is that this concept of is it pro-black? Can you be pro-black people or pro-black success or pro-black anything while yeah. being in a relationship with someone who isn't black? Yes. Uh, where yes. I, I, for I think me, you can. I personally think you, first of all, this whole thing about pro-black, I'm like, we need to ask questions about that. <laughs> no, define that, please. That's no, and, and, and I would I also further that question to say, does being pro-black mean gatekeeping black? Because I'm really having some issues with mm-hmm. the black gatekeepers. We are, are going to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And having said all of that, you're going to have to tune in because we're going to have these yes. conversations another time. Yes, we but are. We have talked a lot today and you guys have really honestly given me stuff to think about. You really have. It's been awesome having Thank you Thank you for your perspectives. Um, and... Uh, do you have uh, things to promote? Where can the people find you? I mean, I have a few ventures that I'm working on. Right now, I have uh, a show. Uh, it consumed audio or visual on YouTube. Um, it's Who's Fighting? I'm a half a co-host with my other co-host, the other half, uh, LT. Um, you can find that. I mean, let me just give you my, my, my socials rather than tell you where you find it. But yeah. my socials are listen. Number two, strap, and you can find me anywhere Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. It was a nice. pleasure coming down and talking to you, ladies. Ooh, Thank you for being having here. You. Loved having you. Ben, Madame. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <A> smoke. <laughs> well, I'm just, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm a journalist, so I just, I just do work across different organizations and publishing houses, but um, I own Pin Africa, um, which is a storytelling um, social media channel. Um, it's across all platforms, and I'm just Benedict Colombo across social media personally. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's been oh. an honor, I hope. <laughs> it's been an honor having you guys. Really, really enjoyed it. And thank you for giving yeah. us thank homework. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. This is just, I need, I need to do a, a few days of reflection after this. Yeah, I'll have yeah. Uh, some alcohol and think. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So listeners, you know where to find us at Diaspora Articles Pod on Instagram at Diaspora Articles on Twitter, and you know where to find us. Uh, Leave us comments on our Apple podcast. Share with the people them. Somebody need to hear share this it, today. Share it. So yes, share it with exactly. the people. Thank you, you know? for joining us. And with that, we will wave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Peace.